go Power Rangers, and welcome to another episode of Where the Fuck are the Popcorn Bags, the podcast where we review a movie, but not before we give you our expectations and then go watch it while we eat some snacks, and I get pretty high. I am Mantis Toboggan, and I did not drink a Red Bull today because I ate too many brownies last night, and now my belly is not feeling great. <laughs> and I'm Brianna, and... Uh... I think I drank too much coffee and my brain is melted. (laughs) (laughs) So, no different from any other episode. And today, we'll be watching One Night in Miami. One Night in Miami was created for the stage and then adapted by Kemp Powers, directed by Regina King in her debut feature, and stars four talented actors whose names would throw off the rhythm of this intro. But before we get into the movie of the night, Brianna and I are going to talk about our excitement levels and discuss some things we learned about it while lazily scanning the internet. I'm going to throw it over to Marjo for a second because he has an announcement, so he's not going to uh, interrupt anymore. I'm just going to throw it to him. Uh, yes, yeah, so thank you. I, uh, I'm appreciating the stage I'm given. i just like it to everybody remember for uh, at the end of the episode, there is a movie news and a uh, random entertainment jabber. All right. Thanks, Marjo. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Brianna. Hi. Tidbits. Yeah, bro, you gotta get. Oh no, I changed it to the, the NBC sound. Oh, I mean the sound that's not NBC. So it's, I don't know where the sound came from. <laughs> One night in Miami, Brianna Regina King received the play to read. She did not see the play first. She read the the script to the play and then immediately read the screenplay, uh, which had already been written, obviously, by Kemp Powers himself. Principal photography began in New Orleans in January of 2020. I'm not sure how long it took, but I can only assume that it was. Oh, it didn't take a long time. Uh, obviously, COVID hit in the next couple months, and this was this debuted in September at the Venice Film Festival. So it's an hour 54 minutes long. The original play is 90 minutes long, and it's a one act play. So it's essentially just a short story. Uh, From what I've heard, most of the play takes place in the room. And before we give you the synopsis, it's essentially set in a fictional world um, on the 24th of February in the year 1964. And uh, it stars Kingsley Ben-Adir as Malcolm X, Eli Jory as Cassius Clay, a.k.a. Muhammad Ali, (laughs) Aldous Hodge as Jim Brown, and Leslie Odom Jr. as Sam Cooke. I had to look up who Sam Cooke was, Brianna, I'm not going to lie. Um, so in this fictional world, they were actually friends, but in this fictional world, they all meet up in a hotel room after Muhammad Ali beats Sonny Liston and becomes the champ. So 1964 is a good year for this to be set in, though, because Cassius Clay changed his name to Muhammad Ali in March of 64. Malcolm X left the Nation of Islam a month later. Jim Brown won a championship in December of 64. And Sam Cooke died in December of 64. So this was like all, this is like, it's supposed to be like a pivotal moment in all these people's lives. That they all share a, share a hotel room and get drunk and hang out as friends. Yeah, you know, this actually wasn't a fictional meetup. What is fictional was what they talked about. Oh, okay, so this meeting actually happened? I thought it was a fictional meeting. No, well that's like, I swear in the trailers they say that. Yeah, I thought so too. But what do you have? What do you got? I don't, well, I had to research it because when I was reading, I was like, did I make up the fact that they said that this was all fake and like, it was just from someone's imagination, but like they literally all met up the night that, um, Cassius and Sonny Liston fought 
And, like, they were all there in Miami at the same time. And they all went to this hotel room. But, like, no one really knows what they talked about. And so that's where Kemp Powers started, like, researching what they might have talked about and stuff. And he said that when he was researching, he thought he was, like, discovering the Black Avengers. That's lit. Yeah. And so now, like, that kind of, like, brought my excitement level up. Even after reading, like, that one depressing review I happened to read. But my hopes are high. All right. Cool. Well, speaking of reviews, at the time of this recording, it has a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, based on 4,544 reviews. It has a 98% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, based on 254 reviews, and an 84% audience score, based on 244 reviews. It also has an 83% on Metacritic, but what do we say to Metacritic, Brianna? Fuck them. And then it has an 85% on Google users like this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a thing we're they're doing. They're kind of getting onto my, they're sneaking onto the fuck em list. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts, Brianna, before we go watch this? I'm, uh, I'm not going to lie. I also wasn't too familiar with who Sam Cooke was. Like, I kind of had to do a little deeper dive on him on the Google. But, you know, I did try to just refresh my memory on every single person. And I, I hope I did. And so I'm ready for this and I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. Regina King is obviously talented. I'm curious to see how she does with her with this feature debut. It has it's I th- I would say mixed reviews because sev- it has a seven out of ten on IMDb but a ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomato. That's that's kind of it's like a it's a big swing there. So outside of that though, I'm excited to see what happens. I've heard the play is really good, and I like when the guy who writes the play is able to adapt it into a screenplay. Uh, with ease and it has some oscar buzz so let's do it i we were we almost were gonna watch into the wire with anthony mackie outside the wire onto the wire on the wire outside the wire outside the wire bird on a wire well we might watch it but we probably won't <laughs> no <laughs> no it's just like the oof 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 anyway this Sorry, looks okay yeah. though brianna give me <laughs> give me the synopsis while i pack my bunk You ready? Yes. On the night of February 25th, 1964, in Miami, Cassius Clay joins Jim Brown, Sam Cooke, and Malcolm X, and they discuss the responsibility of being successful black men during the civil rights movement. That's an intense synopsis. Oh, you know what else I was kind of researching? What? I think two of the people are around, like, our age, and I was just sitting there, like, reading all this, and I was like, wow, they have did so much when they were our age, and... We're not. Ugh, don't put that in my brain. Let's do this thing. <laughs> they held the weight of the civil rights movement on their shoulders. And I'm just like, oh, today I woke up and I made it to work. <laughs> uh, motivation for everyone. Yep. In three, two, one, go. Uh, we're back. Uh, we just uh, we just watched a forty year old Malcolm X make sure Muhammad Ali stays inside and doesn't get any pussy with Jim Brown. Would <laughs> you would you think of one night in Miami, Brianna? I this is probably you're all gonna hashtag Brianna sucks, but I really wasn't a big fan of the movie. Racist. What a racist shame. I know. I'm more on the Yellow Lives movement. But <laughs> it was kind of a snoozer. 
it now let me ask you a question we've done two weeks in a row with really character driven stories obviously two movies based on plays were you more excited last week or do you think that you're just tired of watching movies that are just character driven a lot of dialogues a lot of monologues no i really liked ma rainey's black bottom like even though it was very character based like there was it was exciting and there was like sadness and like intenseness and there was some singing and there was ma rainey's makeup this movie it needed some ma rainey makeup that's really what it needed there was just a lot of i don't know the dialogue seemed very drawn out to me and i think it could have been shorter the play was 90 minutes and i think that this should have been 90 minutes too i think this movie was a little long it dragged a little bit at the end i thought it perfectly encapsulated what the most exaggerated scenario you could have between these four people in real life. Like I, I like I thought that if you were gonna fantasize about these four guys being in a room together and talking about things that you think that they would talk about, then then you would get this movie. There were just points where it kind of be- it became more than that and uh, it started to stray outside of things that obviously broke up the intense scenes that were happening but they could have done it a little more fluidly i thought and it 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 wouldn't have dragged as much the acting was phenomenal all four of these guys were very talented Uh, i think they they all have a lot of stage experience really really good specifically the guy who played malcolm x and the guy who played sam cook i thought they were really really phenomenal the guy who played muhammad ali was also really good and the guy who played jim brown they, they all did a really great job but the performances were kind of more sam cook and malcolm x heavy Ma- malcolm x got a lot of screen time in this it was mostly about malcolm x and the relationships he had individually with each character it should have just been called malcolm x locks three of his friends in a room and tries to convert them to the nation of islam <laughs> <laughs> this is so true. Oh, he's just trying so hard. A lot of, lot of good, a lot of good thought to be had in this. This whole movie was just like back and forth. Uh, you're just like, oh, I, I totally on this guy's side. No, I'm totally on this guy's side. I'm totally on this guy's side. If I was a black guy, I would be like, oh, damn, like that's something that I've been thinking about for a long time. And then I would be like, oh, damn, but that's also another thing I've been thinking about for a long time. All I gotta say is. Being a black person is probably pretty tough, Brianna. I don't know if that's ever been brought up. But... Maybe that's why I didn't enjoy it as much because, like, I couldn't really, I don't know, agree or disagree with anybody's opinion because they all kind of had their own like look on their... being a black man in America. Yeah, being a black and, like, man, like what it meant to uh, use your your voice and your power. It was really, yeah, it was really interesting in in that regard. But in terms of me and Brianna being able to take that on personally, we couldn't. Obviously, like we couldn't do that because we're not we're not black men in America. No. But movie was still good, still a little boring. Directing was good, but it's not like Regina King did anything otherworldly in my eyes to make it really stick out. It looked really good. It was really well shot, really pretty, loved the scenery and the makeup and nothing out of place. Like it was nothing made me raise an eyebrow. I I really loved the whole the whole look of it. Um, but there, it's not like you're going to go, oh, this is a Regina King movie. Like you would be like, this is a Tarantino movie. I, I, guess. I mean, this is her first movie though. She doesn't really have no, any like trademarks yet. No, totally. And, and uh, but I'm just saying there wasn't really anything that made it stick out 
Like, she didn't do anything... There were no shots that were uh, different. It was, it was pretty standard. Like, I think it was a pretty standard directed pick. You, yeah, you like, if you saying? didn't tell me it was Regina King directed, I'd be like, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it was just Direction like a, was some, fine. It was just some, some person that directed the movie. It was fine. Uh, I am full of shame because I know Sam Cooke's most famous song, but I didn't know... I didn't know who he was. Like I said earlier, I had to look him up. So that's that's on me, dog. Shame, Sorry. shame, shame. I really liked that each of the characters, each of the four characters had a chance to have a meaningful conversation with each other, Brianna. I mm-hmm. thought that was the best. That, that was probably the, the most enjoyable to watch. So I'm going to give it a 43 out of 50 popcorn bags. And the reason I do that is because it was it's a really thought-provoking movie. It's really well laid out and it looks really nice. But it's just a teensy bit boring. And I am recommending it if you're a movie person. It's not for everybody. But if you're a movie person, then yeah, go watch it. Okay. I'm probably going to give it a 35 out of 50. Okay. That's yep, that's fine. Mostly because I just that's thought it, it dragged a little more than it needed to be. I would recommend it. it. Yeah, like you said, it's not for everybody. If you're familiar, though, with any one of the four people that, you know, they highlight in the movie, definitely go see it. It's a nice, yeah. interesting take on it. Um, if you're a big Hamilton fan, the Leslie Odom Jr. does a really good job, and I think that's what really makes the whole film go and flow. He's fantastic, and it actually made me want to go see Hamilton. Um... Well, you're never going to see it because it's never coming back. Because we're never going to go back to normal life. But! Oh, it's on, it's on Disney Plus, though. <laughs> yeah, but I I don't know. Plays are interesting to see in person. That's true. That's true. Um, I, I, I can't speak for Brianna, but I just want to round out the lukewarm take section by saying that there this movie will give you chills if you're a thoughtful person. I, I, I personally, there was a lot of... There was a decent amount of speeches that were made in this movie that I got chills by. Um, so the writing was really good, and I, I really don't want to understate that. It was a it's a very deep movie. Very deep movie. I can't speak for Brianna in saying that like she definitely got chills or not, but I there were points in times where I was like, Oh shit, like this is getting this is getting intense. There were moments that I thought that the writing was really good considering no one actually knows what happened on this night and listening to it you're sitting like i sat there thinking like oh yeah this guy was definitely there kemp powers he must have been a fly on the wall and it was weird to think it was weird to think that this like didn't actually happen and these people didn't actually say these things in like this sort of context so that was fascinating it it makes you want it makes you have wanted everything that happened happen just given what 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 takes place in the next year for all those people Mm -hmm. so yeah go check it out enjoyable movie um little draggy at the end but expect that when you go to watch it two hours long nine from a 90 minute play so obviously a little bit of a stretch but kemp powers is solid regina king did a really good job and the acting was phenomenal and the singing at the end was just oh so good so good so that is the uh, review <laughs> and it is now time to get into the spoilers up. Brianna, what's your favorite part of this movie? Well, my favorite part was definitely the amount of shirtlessness in it. (laughs) (laughs) There was some fine looking bodies and uh, that caught my attention for sure. (laughs) 
<laughs> Muhammad Ali is stacked in this movie. Muhammad Ali was looking great. Malcolm X had a sweet like bod, even though you thought he might have a dad bod. He had a pretty sweet bod. Yeah, Sam Cooke was too short to see on screen when he took his shirt off. <laughs> oh, <no>. and, <laughs> and Jim Brown, like, I think if he took his shirt off, we would have all been impressed. Jim Brown was looking stacked as fuck. Yeah. Jim, Jim Brown, Brown was looking, was looking thick. Yeah. All those all those all those dudes was looking thick. That's that's big facts. That was really it. That was it. That was it. I liked the um obviously since we've lived through the sixties, we know what they all looked like and what they dressed like. I really liked seeing all the, the fun sixties fashions and cars and all that jazz. Yeah, the set design was fantastic. The clothing design was fantastic. The wardrobe, they did a that was that was really good. Uh, so if you want to tap that tag that onto directing, then then sure, fine. Um, I really liked that. Like I mentioned, each each character got to have a thought provoking, meaningful conversation with another character between the four main, and I really liked that it kept me on my toes just by when one character would say something i'd instantly be on his side and then the other character would say something and i'd be like oh fuck now i'm on his side so i kept changing sides to these fights and then and i was constantly second guessing myself being like fuck like am i like damn these are all these are all such good points and that's that's what i really liked i guess is the the thought-provoking aspect of it um so the 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 writing you know, and then, and then the acting on stacked on top of that. And I really, really loved Leslie Odom Jr. singing at the end. I mentioned that he sings Change Gonna Come, and that was really good at the end. And he sang that, obviously. he's He was in Hamilton. He has a very good voice. He plays Aaron Burr, I'm pretty sure. He shot Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. Alexander Hamilton! Alexander Hamilton! Is that, that's the Hamilton, right? They do that? Uh, here's another Brianna sucks. I've never seen Hamilton. Oh, I've never seen Hamilton either. I just, I just heard the the song. I've only heard like clips of the songs because. Yeah. Alexander Hamilton. I don't think you're kind of confusing it with uh, like Nightmare Before Christmas. (laughs) You're getting the tunes a little mixed. (laughs) Oh, Muhammad Ali almost beat the shit out of Malcolm X. That was interesting to watch. Yeah. Jim Brown almost, you know, threw some uh, some Jim punches, wa- too. Hell yeah. Well, Jim Brown just wanted some pussy. That's all yeah. Jim Brown wanted. He was like, I just want to go out and get some. He literally was like, I just want some pussy, man. Muhammad Jim Brown Ali was just like, won oh, the championship. <laughs> yes. Muhammad Ali just won the championship of the world. And he wanted to go out and hang out. But Malcolm X was like, no, we all got to stand and pray to Allah. And then everybody's like, oh, man, you changed. You so boring. And I mean, Malcolm X was like, you gotta be better. You gotta be better black people. And use your voice to uplift us. And Sam Cooke was like, fuck you. That's that's ring. Sam Cooke was like, fuck you, don't tell me what to do. I'm 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 fucking out here. I mean, I get it. I get it. Hey, right. yeah. How often is Muhammad Ali gonna win the championship? Like <laughs> you're not gonna just become the world heavyweight, you know, every he single wanted, year. Well he he wanted a lot, but yeah. Yeah, but I just wanted a party. Like I was wondering. I was like, "Where's the party? When are we gonna? Where are the girls? Where's the yeah, drinking? Yeah, lame party. When are we gonna dump them out?" Malcolm, Malcolm X was forty, and Muhammad Ali was twenty-two in nineteen sixty-four. So yeah, but you think Malcolm X would be more excited because he was like, "Okay, my plans coming together." Like 
Cassius Clay won. No, he's, he's gonna he's, be my guy, and then he's thinking poof. too much about himself. Yeah, it was, was a it was, was very Malcolm X driven. He started to do the same thing. He was preaching. It was a lot of him. Yeah, which actually leaves me to least favorite parts, if I may. <clears throat> too much Malcolm X. The way Malcolm X always talks about these guys, like he fucked them. Classic example is the bo- <laughs> is the Boston story where he's telling that story about Sam Cooke and how he soothes the people of Boston after Jimmy Wilson, Jackie Wilson, pulls the plug on his mic. Mm-hmm. And Malcolm X is like, he's like, oh, man, I just knew that night. I knew that night that he was the one. Couldn't believe it. I've never seen anything like it in my life. And he was like looking at Sam Cooke in the in the bedroom and he was like biting his lip and like giving him googly eyes and shit. I was like, that's fucking weird. Malcolm X is, is being a weirdo. And he did the same shit when he was talking about Muhammad Ali too. He just wanted to fuck Muhammad Ali and Sam Cooke. Yeah, it seemed like he was like really satisfied with the way he groomed them. And it was like Ugh, cringe. Oh, he was grooming them. Malcolm X was grooming Muhammad Ali. <laughs> he that's was what was happening. He was like, oh, I found this young 22-year-old. <laughs> He's going to be, I'm going to influence him to influence other people. And it was like, okay, Malky, why don't you, don't you take it down a few notches? Why don't you just let uh, Cassius Clay enjoy his moment? He's going to win another time. Don't worry. You can get him then. But, you know, Malcolm X didn't, he, he didn't live around. He wasn't around for that long after. Ooh, yeah. Rest in peace, Malcolm X. Sorry. Um, what were your least favorite parts, Brianna? The fact that it was uh, pretty Malcolm X driven. I'm not saying like Malcolm X was just a nobody, but I wish they kind of focused a little more on the other three guys that they invited. You know. I would have liked a little more Jim Brown, but I get it. Uh, Malcolm X, obviously, it was the most vocal and the biggest talking head of the four anyway. Um, Muhammad Ali would, would have been the second one, but... I, I guess you'd ha- you kind of have to make it Malcolm X centered, you know, yeah. to, to have it to have it work. Like he needs to be the touching point to all these people, and he needs mm-hmm. to be the catalyst for the like aggressiveness and the fights that are going to happen. It's because he's the oldest. He's kind of a party pooper. I wanted to see a party. So didn't Jim Brown. He just wanted some pussy. Yeah, me and Jim Brown were, we were on the same page. We wanted to see some puss. We wanted to drink a little bit. We wanted to enjoy our boy Cassius. And then uh, Malcolm X was being a poopy pants. But that's okay. A poop pants. Someone says poop pants in this movie. And <laughs> I am out of things to say about it. I have run out of steam. You don't have any other, you have any least favorite parts? other than? No, do, do you? It dragged a bit. That's... It should have been, like I said, but it should have been 90 minutes. It just dragged a little bit. Like 20 minutes too long. Maybe 15. I'm trying to think of like, I don't know, like what they could have cut out. But at they the same cut time. Out the, they could have cut out the parts Malcolm X talking to his wife and the part where he was talking to a kid on the phone. Yeah, that like, was like the longest part. Like I get that he was really into his family and like he wanted to talk to his daughter and his wife. Like that was really nice to see like him being just a normal human and not like Malcolm X the influencer. But I feel like between the conversation with his daughter and his wife, the whole rest of like the three other guys, what they were doing, it seemed like that could have taken three days. (laughs) And it was like he was on the phone for maybe what, like five, ten minutes, not even. And it was just like, 
okay, is this scene ever going to end? I feel like the three guys in the room were doing so much. Like that guy, the cute little bodyguard, the one that wanted everyone's autograph. That should have been like one scene and then Malcolm X should have been finishing up the phone call by the time that ended. But like so much other stuff happened while he was on the phone. It was like, ugh, long distance calls, hello. Uh, I, I, I completely agree. They it didn't. Need, I, I, I understand if you want to humanize Malcolm X a little bit, but there was just no point to it. Um, and then there was also that part where um, no, that's that's pretty much it. They could have cut out that. They could have cut out that part and maybe like one little extra part where Sam and Muhammad Ali go to the uh, convenience store. Yeah, that didn't really need to be in there either. Like I thought something was gonna like. A little more exciting would happen, but they could have cut the phone call scene to like just him calling and talking to his daughter for five seconds, and then they could have just totally cut when they go to the Seven <laughs> Eleven. That is the review for One Night in Miami, Brianna. Unless you have anything else to say, because I honestly do not. Good film, but it's honestly a little forgettable at the end of the day. Oh, okay, yeah. I th- I think it's a little forgettable. I really do. I think it was enjoyable, but I don't think people are going to be talking about it in ten years. You know. For what it was when I saw it, I'm glad I saw it, but that's probably a one and done for me. Yeah, yeah. What else you watched this week? <gasps> Ooh, what else did I watch? I watched the live action Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass for the first How time. How was that? You know, I was always a little apprehensive to watch it because Johnny Depp's makeup kind of scared me. And... It kind of scared me in the Alice in Wonderland. And then when we got to Through the Looking Glass, it really scared me. And I had a nightmare the night I watched it. But I liked them. Good movies. Okay. Right. And. You like, what else? I watched The King of Staten Island. Oh, finally. What'd you think? Uh, <laughs> it was it was good. It kind of like, it annoyed me a little bit. Why? I don't know. Like. Pete Davidson was an asshole for too long during the movie. Yeah, not not enough arc for you? Yeah, he could have, they could have broken it probably halfway through and they could have been like, okay, here he comes. He's coming back, but he was... What did you think of, what did you think of the vibe and the look of the movie? I don't know. It was hard to imagine, like, I thought it was fine. I'm glad that I finally saw it and that I didn't pay an exorbitant amount of money for it. Even though it was on HBO Max, and I do have to pay for HBO Max, but you know I get a lot of other movies as well. Mm. Bill Burr was really good in. I really love Bill Burr. Um, that movie also kind of seemed a little too long for me. Oh yeah, that was about two hours long too. Yeah, that 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 could have been a little shorter. Uh, I think I like the way it ended personally. If you haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert: it just ends with him in the city, kind of looking up to the sky. Kid Cudi starts to play. Uh, I enjoy it because. Um, there's no finality to the movie. Life goes on. People don't just get out of shitty situations or, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it was solve, like a solve their mental ending. health. Yeah. Nobody solves their mental health problems in a summer, um, and figures their, figures out their relationship issues as easy as movies make it. And I, I really enjoyed that part of it. Well, I read that he looks up to the sky where the twin towers would have been. Oh, okay. I respect that. I respect that. Did you watch anything? I finished Chernobyl. Okay. Holy shit, that, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that was really fucking good. Uh, I started the show called The Expanse on Prime. Mm-hmm. Pretty good, pretty good. A uh, guy from Chernobyl's in it. 
I also watched the season six of this series called Alone, and I want to know your thoughts, Brianna, because it's essentially. Do you know Survivor Man uh, or or Man vs Man vs Wild, like Bear Grylls? Is Survivor Man what's that that other show is called? I know who Bear Grylls is. Like, is it like Naked and Afraid? It's kind of like Naked and Afraid, <laughs> but there's no. They're not naked and oh, they're not afraid. Lame. These pe these people go out into the woods and they have their own cameras and they have to just live in the wild for as long as they possibly can until the other people tap out and then whoever wins gets five hundred thousand dollars and they so have to like skin rabbits and like trap fish it's survivor with and, no tribal council and no production crew <laughs> wow that sounds perfect do you, no one's naked and afraid though no no one's naked and Damn. afraid I, I, I watched that do you watch superstore i started it but i kind of stopped because it just got like annoying to me i started i picked it i felt the same way and then i picked it back up and it's really good and it's like fourth and fifth season i started watching hannibal no oh. but it ends like three seasons in and i don't think it actually has a real ending so i'm a little bummed out about it well in that case headlines Extra, 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 read all about it. Brianna, there's a show called Batwoman. I had no idea. Yeah, it. Uh, they changed, like, the character of it. They changed Batwoman. Yeah. That's, how I heard, <laughs> that's how I heard about it. Ruby Rose was the Batwoman, and now there's a different Batwoman. I don't know the new Batwoman's Did name. Did you read about why you she's not the Batwoman, Batwoman anymore? No, She why? got, like, hurt when she was filming the first season. I think, like, she either didn't get compensated or, like, something fishy happened. After she got hurt on set and she didn't want to go back. Oh, that's sus as fuck. Also, though, I feel like I Ruby her. Rose thinks she's like a huge celebrity and she might have thought she was like a little too good for Batwoman. But that's just my opinion. Ooh, I can <laughs> see that. I can see that. You're not too good for Batwoman, Ruby Rose. You are Batwoman. I, like You're right there. It's your CW Yeah, level. like that's where you're going to peak, honey. Brianna, new, new film coming out starring Brandon Fraser called The Whale. It's about a 600-pound reclusive man who hides away from the world and he eats himself to death until he gets another shot at redemption. What are your thoughts on that? Sounds like my real life. <laughs> it's about Brianna. Brandon Fraser playing Brianna <laughs> in The Whale. <laughs> That's going to be good. We're definitely going to watch that on this on this show. Uh, King Kong vs. Godzilla jumps to March 26th. I saw that! That's one of my are you excited? excited. That's going to be great. We're we're definitely watching that on this. Oh, goodness. I'm going to dress up like Godzilla because you're that. definitely Kong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so hairy. I'm so hairy. I'm definitely I'm definitely King Kong. Uh, new movies, new movies every week on Netflix, Brianna. They released a whole slate of movies. Did you see that this week? Like actual new movies or just new movies to be put on Netflix? No, like there's like a new movie like Like a brand week. new spanking movie. A brand spanking new movie. Yeah. Can you name a few or no? That's pretty good. Just... Redline. That's a T. White Tiger. Ooh. Oh, Red Notice. I meant Red Notice. <laughs> Red Notice with The Rock, White Tiger. Um, yeah, there's some others in there, but I don't have them off the top of my okay. head. But yeah, Red, no- Red Notice with The Rock is, is, is the one. Um, but that should be pretty good. So the hopefully we'll be, we'll have content for a little while. February is going to get kind of weird, but once again, Oscar movie. So hopefully we can get in promising young woman. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, is that it? Yeah, okay. What are your what's your movie news? What do you got? What kind of headlines you got for me this week? Anything? There's a new Pixar movie coming out. It's supposed to be like an Italian Little Mermaid. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it's supposed to be, I guess, like. A mermaid, but in the Italian Riviera? I don't really know. That's all that I read. 
no, that's gonna be. It's funny. called Luca. Luca. Um. A mamma mia. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like she, he finds a spaghetti plate in the ocean, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Trigger warning: racism. People up there got legs or something. What's going on up there? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she is. Maybe she comes up on land and she can't. She's like in a wheelchair now because she doesn't. Okay, have I'm legs, pretty so sure like Luca is about a boy. And she, <laughs> oh, he's a wheelchair boy. What if it's they, they don't have any? They don't have wheelchairs in Italy. Is that what you're gonna say? I was gonna say they don't have wheelchairs in Pixar. There's no wheelchair people in Pixar movies. Honestly, the parts of Italy that I'm thinking of don't seem very wheelchair accessible. That's wheelchairist. Yeah, definitely. You don't want to live in Venice if you have yeah, a wheelchair. Yeah, you don't want to. Getting on those boats probably. You don't want to take a wrong turn. A gondola in a wheelchair. I've, I've probably seen it, though, you know. What else did I have? Yeah, what else you have? Uh, the UK is now officially off the exemption list, and you have to quarantine for 10 days, or you have to pay for a test, and you still have to quarantine for five days. So UK is apparently now running a tight ship almost a year into this pandemic. <laughs> wow, okay. So do you think that's going to affect movies? Absolutely. No British people coming over to film movies in America. No, it's people going like into... the good ones, like Benedict Benedict Gumberbatch. It's the people going into Europe. Because mm. it used to be like the film and TV industry was on the exemption list, so they didn't have to do the whole quarantine like normal travelers would. Oh, now everyone has But to now do it. they're off that list. They... Well, son of a bitch. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're the ones that are bringing it in there, but who's who's to know? goddamn new uk variant yeah and it was just found in massachusetts so sick bro awesome can't wait what else did i have oh there's a movie that was supposed to premiere at sundance and it was already sold what is this the most beautiful boy in the world the story of mantis toboggan (laughs) oh okay you're being cheeky no it actually it's called the most beautiful boy in the world (laughs) <laughs> and it was already sold and it was already sold to who i don't know toby mcguire oh he too produces everything <laughs> no it was it wasn't sold to him but i mean i know sundance isn't that far off and it's not like oh my gosh how, how did they sundance, already do that but sundance is in like two weeks i got my ticket for the winner's circle well it sounds like the most beautiful boy in the world is gonna be in that winner's circle so you're gonna see it we'll see it sounds like a pretty interesting film from what i lazily scanned about it i'll come in with all my recommendations and maybe i'll do like a side episode or something like that i'll figure it out Uh, no because i'm gonna watch a bunch of movies spending 100 bucks i might as well (laughs) brianna that's all the movie news i have that's all i have any more thoughts before we leave maybe i need to rewatch one night in miami probably not a bad idea i don't i just don't think i had the focus I think I had, I literally think I had too much coffee. And I also have a, I also have a little bit of heartburn. I we don't blame anyone in the movie though. We should, we should start doing a, a segment on episodes where we give omissions because we always like get off the call and then come up with good thoughts that we should have said like five minutes before while we were recording. Really? I feel like it happens. Maybe, I, maybe I do while I'm in the shower. I don't know. Anyway, next week we are watching Netflix's White Tiger. Rawr! A movie that me and Brianna have been waiting for since probably like November. So it's going to be very exciting. Look it up. I'm not going to spoil anything for you. If you're interested, 
We love you so much. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Hit us up on the Discord. We got a YouTube channel. OnlyFans. Where we send... Where we rate feet pics. Yeah, we rate feet pics on our OnlyFans. That's it. We just rate your feet. Um, Brianna, do you have anything to say to the lovely people before we leave? Nope. Good enough for me. Bye, everybody. We love you. Bye. Bye, Beans. Bye. Here we out. Oh.